This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. The following program contains strong language and includes themes of violence. Listener discretion is advised. and welcome to this series of three episodes where Dunedin-based writer Iona Winter will read a selection from her latest collection, Gaps in the Light. Skilled at giving voice to difficult topics, Iona's work is widely published and anthologised internationally. Gaps in the Light traverses lines between fiction and non-fiction, encouraging us to explore both our relationships with the world and ourselves. The music is by Reuben Winter. More ancient than any of us. Birds swoop over the whenua. Reminders of you alight upon puku and manawa, and nighttime channels thoughts unspoken in daylight. Lit fires smoulder upon open ground more ancient than any of us. Desire grew in the air between us. Braided awa beneath rako limbs came crashing earthward into landscapes of enlivened senses. The gifts inside their ringed stumps spoke of ages and shadow tones and graced our faces with crossed lattices. Streams of consciousness, like gaps in the light. Promises leaked from your eyes. They landed upon my soul, etching deep chasms of aroha, before that mamai of yours disrupted the course, and an undertow began to tear at the fabric of us, casting me out. My ringaringa spread wide to expose secrets, and you owned none of the lies that spilled over to lap at my feet, where Puderihua wings stroked my winnowed heart, beating fast to the rhythm of our mother. Streams of consciousness, like gaps in the light. Birdsong emerged between poor and ra, to illuminate all the unnoticed seasons. But who can say whether we shifted and morphed with it, or remained stagnant puzzles of links scattered from root to tip, our enacted patterns alive? Wind blows the tussocks in this unfamiliar place, yet the longing for you dissipates with each luminous marama cycle and recounts tidal surges in existence long before you left. And the kākuhu always enfolds me, certain I will awake unbroken. Worlds I listen to Manu warm up their throats, 
as if the sound is foreign. Tentative notes tested out at low volume until light begins to eke through curtains. Their chatter increases. Mothers call children and kairoro awake. I think of you and stare at whirls in the wood panelling and how they match your disposition, all broody waves and swirling currents, like seaweed that will pull me down if I'm not paying attention. It throws me off balance, that look of yours. An unexpected full moon in daylight showing herself on the horizon, or dark country skies with fair two smattered above like a benediction. Heartstones At night I listen to the rise and fall of waves from my bed and see myself rolling in a full moon tide, released. In the morning, I am grateful for the way the din of the surf and a kotari on the power lines keeps everything simple. It has become easier to watch competing seabirds vie for space in the air, even when their squawks unsettle me. And although the sea foam is often like paru wash suds, the water on my feet absolves me of these things that I carry. When I am down on the beach, littered with heart stones begging to be picked up, I know I only need one. But I cannot forget how your hands revisited my throat. Take care of me, you said. When mildew and salt scratched at my insides and my back hit the stippled deck, life met decay once again. I watched over your shoulder as sun rays struck out at the horizon, endeavouring to prise the clouds apart. Then I wished for a parting to fly through. Hush. Belinda made the bed fast. Afraid if she did not, then her secrets might fall out. Today, like most mornings, she walked down to the foreshore in search of patterns in the sand to help make sense of things. At the meeting place of kelp and plastic bottles stood driftwood ghost forms that faced into the tides. She observed a gull with a gammy leg waiting at the water's edge far too early for a tourist to feed it chips. Belinda reached down for a shell. It lined her palm with eons of sea songs. Then she recalled her parting words and how they struck out at her lover, like sheets angry flapping in the wind. Ocean, lay your hush upon me, she whispered. Yesterday there had been something primal in the bloodletting. The phobotomist wriggled the needle, withdrawing blood into lined-up plastic tubes 
and she predicted lush bloom reminders. She observed how her doctor knew the trouble was back, by the way his eyes held hers with a gaze teetering on sadness. Let's do some more blood tests, he'd said, before leaning over her with his perfect skin to inspect the fresh lumps. Belinda remembered the people who saved her from herself. The man who returned her home after her sacredness was desecrated. She'd never been able to thank him. Her lover. And the unexpected child who liked to remind her of the ways she had rescued him. But what mother wouldn't place her lips to those of her child's in order to breathe life back into them? Hush, she whispered again, and turned away from the ocean. It was time to return to her lover, and the garden that smelled like her granny, its soil prepared and ready to receive her. Populous Tremuloids through the sliver of your bathroom window, I can see the entire beach. At night, I hear the ocean calling to me, but I'm stuck here, within sight but unable to touch. The slap, slap, slap of tikoka leaves in the breeze and the lowing of cows both soothes and unsettles me. All of my nerve endings are firing. Nothing's prepared us for this. Fuck, it's a crack-up listening to women talking about the run on toilet paper in the supermarket while we wait to grace the surgeon with our presence. And how, when they were kids, they used newspaper. Harden up, buttercup, one of them says to her mother when she returns teary-eyed after seeing him. I sit and listen to their litany of body dysmorphic shit while part of me wants to scream, I don't care what size you are because you're alive, aren't you? Sunrise stains your curtains, where before there was an absence of colour. I lost the black coral heart you gave me. Yesterday your sister's hapu belly was so lush I could feel it. I dreamt I followed a trail of bloodied tissues along a track, where stripped bark and the broken walls of a long abandoned garden guided me. Pain has the power to become all-encompassing. I stood beneath a populous tremuloids and marvelled at the way its leaves quivered without judgement. Then I lifted my face to ingest the lick of falling leaves and willed my tears to come. Forked Paths You held fast like an anchor rope, stretched to the shore. The hands spanning my back lay unpossessing and still. Warmth drifted down towards my toes. Words lay between us like moths in daylight, wings retracted, spent.
then it was time for me to leave. I didn't ask when the next might be, certain that the forked path would reconnect us when the moon was at her peak. I know how you watched me from beneath dark brows as I rode the waves alone. You were there to witness my ability to soar. No promises. At the reserve in a kōwhai tree, tui jostle for position with wings that cut the air like chef's knives. You told me that last time what you thought I wanted to hear, but the words were untrue, long before they spilled into the air, thick with finings that sparkled in the darkness. I'm in love with you. I watch a dunnock singing, how its chest vibrates effortlessly. Rabbits scamper beneath the oaks, but we are not in England. Footpaths and roads have grassed over. Nature is quietly reclaiming herself, and the wintering trees have left bird nests exposed. A gentle hiss of akiaki flowers drying on the branches is in my ears and I leave strands of hair behind, in case you want to find us. These days my mother and I are reacquainting ourselves via raised eyebrows and pointed fingers. She has a habit of speaking to me when I have left the room. I feel the heft of her solidity in my hands, and how it mirrors the shifting inside my womb. Black and speckled with stars, rounded like a pudding, and cracked by the earth's creaking. Gregorian Will you have me count off the days in your calendar like some kind of self-soothing tool? Have we all been sold the latest gadget to take our focus away from what's happening out there? Distracted from colours changing in the trees, the moon continuing her cycle above and the ocean's repetitive lull. Do you dream about the world ending or worry yourself down to the quicks in your nail beds, devouring hoarded tins of peaches and complaining because you can't get into farrow foods for poshos when most people have to queue to buy an overpriced bottle of milk and a loaf of white bread to feed their children. I don't care if your fancy arsed store didn't have the brand of cereal you desired. No, I will not post social media diaries of daily activities, like you who never bothered before and kept us at a distance with your academic nonsense, avoiding the reality our communities were already fucked. The thesaurus that kept you safe now serves as a doorstop. Your words have dried up and you're resorting to colloquialisms. I doubt you will ever have a sense of life as it is for the minorities, who are really the majorities if you look at the world's pyramid charts on the distribution of wealth. Most of us struggle week to week, day to day, to survive everything you have created. 
And I don't need to use your learned words of capitalism and eco-fascism to know what I'm on about. Without those labels, we are connected regardless, through tissue, blood and ether, going back to wherever it is that we came from, whenever it was the beginning, if there ever was one. A painful silence echoes through these unspoken things. I see you in your bubble wittering on about the importance of connection, but have you checked on your elderly neighbours to see what they might need? Or are you inside, behind your locked doors and twitching bespoke drapes, waiting for something to arrive? Swallows. It is important to remember details. When we go walking, I tell our daughter what it means when the ropo are bent and spiders have crafted cocoons. White flags signalling peace. We inhale autumnal pine needle paths that smell of Christmas come too early. Little deceptions we tell one another make the intolerable less so. Toy toy are stripped of their feathered whispers and the last clutches of blackberries turn red to black. Why don't I make pies anymore? At a fork in the path lies a creek to the left and fields of kohlrabi on the right. Where to from here, Mum? She asks. How do I explain where you went? So many questions, yet despite them, Kurimako continue to sing and daisies push their way up, defiant in the face of relentless mowing. Like post-wedding confetti, silver birch leaves lie scattered and belladonna berries entice our child's hungry fingers. I pull her back and sense the tupuna behind me. It is time to let him go, they whisper. Down at the beach, I envisage how a hundred years ago whale carcasses would have been discarded here. And I notice their sadness has left a lingering stench. I see a solitary spoonbill up in the pines. Nothing is normal with grief. On the road back home, lush curves of trimmed macrocarpa hedges urge us to touch them. I watch her hands glide like dipping swallows. When we reach the driveway, we pause. One, three, four is painted on the garage door above a no parking sign. Then thunder begins to roll across the bay, gathering momentum. The boom of it shakes all the broken window panes, and our girl shrieks. Do you remember how rain splatters inside the chimney? Tomorrow morning, crystalline latticed puddles will greet my solitary toes at the hearth.
Holly. Inhospitable holly hedges thrive here. Cars are covered in bird tutai, but I'm out looking for signs. And clouds, power line wind, tracks cut into impossibly steep hills, and Andy Bay backyards with apples pruned far too hard for children's limbs to stretch upwards. Tui rasp like blackboard dragged nails, and I wait for the tune to change. Everybody knows village gossip swells in my wake. Then I notice your house. The mudder is crammed with weeds and kaikuya smothered dahlias. And I ask, are you the hedgehog who comes out when I light my smoke at night? Silenced, the guilt grazes at my ankles. You've been listening to an episode from Gaps in the Light, a selection of writing by Iona Winter. A podcast of this episode and others from the series can be found at oar.org.nz. Gaps in the Light is available in bookshops, libraries and from ad hoc fiction. For other books and writing by Iona, go to ionawinter.wordpress.com. If this program has raised issues and made you worry about your or someone else's mental health, here are some ways to get help. The best person to talk to is your GP or local mental health provider. However, if you or someone else is in danger or endangering others, call 111. If you need to talk to someone, the following free helplines operate 24-7. 1737 need to talk? Call or text 1737. Lifeline 0800 543 354. Youthline 0800 or text 234 between 8am or midnight. Depression Helpline 0800 111 757. Samaritans 0800 This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.